and welcome to the Empire Dynasty League podcast, our 12th episode and on the cusp of the season, bringing this out mid-week. Joined as always by Christopher Keane, how are you? Good mate, uh, it is very exciting. We, uh, we are very, very close, so close that we can almost taste it. Do you want to introduce our other co-host? Maybe I'll Any, Anybody. Oh, I didn't anybody think he was gonna, anybody gonna throw to me? I actually Jesus. didn't think he was here. He normally doesn't roll in on a on a weekday. <laughs> what a welcome! What a welcome, boys. Good to be here. Now, Ben, I got to ask: Have you shaken off the rust that you had from the last oh. episode? Because you almost stole the rights from Camo to the nickname Trigger Fingers. You were all <laughs> over that dashboard or whatever you call it. Have you shaken the rust off? I hope so. I hope that I've uh, I'm fully prepared with all the little sound drops, and hopefully my fingers won't get a bit too slippery in the uh, style of Camo, because we'll kick it off now with the news. Every newsman in this city's laughing at us, and I don't like it. One for one. Yeah, <sighs> one for one. <laughs> well, on speaking of one, there's uh, there's not a lot of news that happens in three days since the last episode. So um, Latavius Murray, though, it's a notable release mm. uh, today from the Saints. So that's an interesting uh, landing spot. I'm guessing he will get picked up um, and it shouldn't take too long. He's a pretty handy backup running back. But let's take us back a few weeks ago here, Keeney, because you've been grizzling all bloody day about it. Let me tell you, it's uh, you and Thais bid $11. Um, for Chompers Tony Jones and the waiver order handed him to Thais. How are you feeling after the news today? I think you've put a, a bit of mayo on that, mate. But um, no, I think it's uh, it's a nice little you know RB two stash that could you know could become something nice if Kamara gets injured. So I think he'll obviously he's going to play that Latavius Murray role uh, for the Saints. So he's got a little bit of standalone value as well for Matt. So um, pretty pretty amazing though that we both bid eleven dollars on the exact same day. Um, it is doesn't staggering, often, but anyway, there you go. No, um, and speaking of Thais, Mark Andrews, uh, mm. four-year deal at the Ravens. That's pretty positive news, I would have thought. Um, inking in there, what do you think, Kenny? Well, just it's more signs for me that it, it really could be year of the Thais. We we touched on it last week, but or three days ago. But gee whiz, all all uh, arrows are pointing upwards for Thais's team at the minute. Um, it's looking pretty promising going into the season. Yes, he was, where was he? He was third in the power rankings, was he? Mm-hmm. Definitely top four. Third? Third. Yep. So that's the third rent you want to be part of um, at this time of year. So we'll move on to the injuries. Justice Hill. Ben, you've copped the... No, oh, no, you haven't copped the well, double. Well, no, you yeah, did. No, I can't, yeah, I can't yeah, keep yeah. track of where these players are living I, um, these days. But What's the opposite of being the year of the Thais? Because I've got the J.K. Dobbins ACL and then straight away try to get a bit of coverage with Justice Hill, who was in a battle to back up the old Gus bus, and then he goes down with an Achilles. Bit stiff, but, I mean, honestly, I couldn't have expected an awful lot from Justice this year other than having a sweet name. Yeah, (laughs) the poachers are knocking off the Lions as we speak. Um, Lev Bell signed to the practice squad. I don't know if that's uh, really... Yeah, worthy of any news. Um, he's struggling, the old fella these days. But I think we had a anyway. Look. That is all. He had boys. about three hundred yards and two touchdowns last year. So surely, in another high-powered offense, we can expect some of the same, can't we? 
That's right. Well, that's that's right. If if you're going to produce like that in the Chiefs, I mean, it's only upwards here for Lev. So <laughs> good luck to Timos who holds him. Absolutely. And we'll move on now to um, some of the recent league trades, which is brought to you today by the Subway Spicy Cajun Chicken Sub. Subway, eat fresh, get it soon while it's hot. Uh, and kick it off, Keeney, with the first trade here. There's been a few. There has. And, you know, we, we've touched already on the fact that we, we recorded three days ago. Um, in that time, there's there's been some real sort of spicy Cajun sort of trades going down. Um, the first one involved, involves uh, myself and Hod, so a real nice podcast trade here um, or a hot podcast one, whatever way you want to phrase it. Well, we, we felt like, this episode could be lacking, so we just we just thought we'd jump in and transact away. Well, that's right. And a little behind the curtains uh, inside here for the listeners, me and Hod had this teed up. Um, we were pretty close, Hod, um, a few days ago to to pulling this off live on air, uh, but we mm-hmm. just held back on it. But Sorry, anyway, did you, say it, you were you were close to pulling each other off live on air. <laughs> what I heard. <laughs> that's uh, that's the other podcast that oh. we do. <laughs> Master Strokes with, yeah. with Hot and yeah. It's it's called Monday <laughs> Monday Night Sweet Pea. <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. Keep going. I was going to say recently trades brought to you by Dutch Rudder. Um, no, but <laughs> we uh, let's let's move on to the actual trade here. So um, Hods traded out Chris Godwin and a twenty twenty three second for Michael Gallup and a twenty twenty two first, which is Scooters. And a 2023 first, which is the DFF. So Ooh. a couple of nice draft picks there for you, Hod. Um, from my, I'll, I'll speak from my point of view first before we, we throw over to Hod. Um, I'm obviously pretty high on Godwin this year. Um, I paid a fair, I think I paid a fair bit for him. I'm hopeful, obviously, that Scooter's picks um, in the back end of the first round. If it is, I feel a bit better about it. If it's not, well, it's probably a clear win to Hod. But um, happy to get. Um, the upgrade from Gallup to Godwin this year. And he's still, you know, still 25. And I think he's a pretty big part of that offense. So that was my thinking. Well, we know Keeney loves an Operation <laughs> X player and Operation Godwin came full came in full effect at the TMD draft. So I was just waiting, just waiting uh, for Keeney to come. And sure enough, he did. But um, yeah, <laughs> it's obviously still a fu- talking about player. your other pod. <laughs> hey, keep going, keep going. Oh, um, so yeah, uh, Gallops, Gallops, a nice little piece. Um, we'll see how long Cooper sticks around for next year. I think he's owed a fair bit of cash that Dallas might get away from. Um, but more just getting in the assets for the future. Um, which is a nice little segue. I'm in on the future. Uh, mm. with this one. Well, but, it, uh, it, it's certainly we certainly can't question the direction your team's going and. I applaud you for that, which takes us to the next trade, um, which happened today, and it was a, a bit of a blockbuster. Mm. Um, ben trading away J.K. Dobbins along with a 2023 second to come over for Adam Thielen, Odell Beckham, and a 2024 third. Now, from my point of view, I think that that's probably where Ben's team was lacking a little bit, just a little bit of depth at the wide receiver position. So, obviously... Um, enhanced that really nicely today, gave away a player that's not going to play for him this year. You'd, you'd like to say, Hod, we know kind of what direction Ben's going in as well. Um, it really looks like chips in this year for him um, and obviously for the next couple of years. But um, a, a big trade, Ben. It, did uh, when, did, when did it go down? 
Was it was it in the works for a while? Went down when it came through on Sleeper, I would have thought. Um, yeah, he, yeah, no, no, that was... Camo's been offering a few players for a while. Obviously, like everyone, he offers a trade just about no every 24 way. hours too. Um, so those players have been floated around. Uh, he only recently came to me for J.K. Dobbins, um, which makes sense. You know, I had big hopes for J.K. this year, getting him in in the off-season, and then him going down was a bit devastating, but just thought that... As much as he's a great future play as a young running back, um, if I am going to be serious about being all in this year, as you pointed out, uh, wide receiver depth was probably where I was um, most suspect in my team. So feeling a bit better shoring up that position today. Absolutely. And you could argue it's it's not just wide receiver depth. They're both you know past top 12 wide receivers. Um, before and and certainly have a lot left in the tank. So and so clearly, I, I think it's a good trade for both parties. We can see clearly from this that Camo's thinking more of the future, bringing in Dobbins, bringing in another draft pick, and then when you go to the next trade that he was involved in, which was him bringing in a 2024 first, mm. um, and taking and giving that uh, or getting that sorry from Scooter and giving Scooter two 2022 seconds and two 2023 seconds um, for that for that big first rounder. Again, another indication for, for us that it's um, it's kind of moving towards the future for Camo. What do you what are your boys' thoughts on that one? Yeah, I I agree. I think it's definitely a little future play from Camo there, just getting a first. But also, um, I think Scoot here, just looking at it, he clearly uh, is pretty high on himself this season because you wouldn't be getting rid of your first round pick unless you think it's going to be at the back end of that first round. So getting four seconds in return is actually pretty nice if he's able to back up that sort of standing on this year. Well, that's right. I will point out it is in 2024, that first. So it's a few years down the road. Oh, it is. Um, he's going to be, so, he's in for long-term success. I like that. Backing himself right, right. in. Um, Absolutely. Before we get to the next um, trade here, this is, I'm going to dub this one the Subway Spicy Cajun Chicken Trade of the Week. That's my kind of spicy. Oh! <laughs> Thought you'd like that little sound grab there, Keeney. You are you are on fire, um, particularly when you compare it to three days ago. But that is um, outstanding. Hod, <laughs> you're involved in this one with Camo as well. Surprise, surprise. So we know what Camo's been trying to do based on the last couple of trades we've announced. So um, you know clearly what's that? You, what direction? Well, you think? Well, you think? It, well, you know, J.K. Dobbins. That's probably next year. A play for next year. A future pick in 2024. Trading away picks next year. It's it's more looking in the future, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Nah, I, I don't know, don't know. Um, but do you do you want me to go on a, about my side of this deal? Please do. Well, I Please think do. maybe go through the trade in general, then talk to us about what where you were going with it. Beautiful. I uh, so I won't go through how this sort of came about, um, but it, it wasn't basically. Camo was coming to me for Matt Ryan for a little while, um, but with Ben Roethlisberger um, in the deal and I had no interest and I simply counted with Deshaun in every trade I sent back to him. (laughs) Eventually he caved. So um, in comes Deshaun Watson, uh, Michael, how how do you even say this? I don't even know. Strahan. That's how I would have gone. Um, uh, 2022 third, 2023 third, and um, I'll just keep going with the trade. For Matt Ryan, Jarrett Patterson, 2022 second, 2023 first, and 2023 second. So basically it's 
Deshaun Watson for Matt Ryan and a 2023 third. And Camo's moved up around um, both years. Jarrett Patterson for Michael Strand is um, whatever. He's nothing. Just a couple of rookies. But it's... um. It's yeah. It's clear to like to me that my team isn't in the mix for this year. So I like with that in mind, um, with the future in mind, draft picks are fantastic. But for me, I don't feel like they can appreciate at the speed of an asset that Deshaun can when he returns to the field. Um, so that was really the tactic behind it for me. Yes, there is a risk that he doesn't, um, but um, I'm happy to give Matt Ryan up with a not long left on the shelf um, mm. in Atlanta anyway. Um, for that risk, for sure. I find it interesting as well that you went, um, you know, in in an effort to get Deshaun Watson, you went with the tactic of just persisting constantly against Camo. So I don't know if there was a little bit of, uh, you were just trying to get into the mind frame of the guy you were getting in. I don't know. Well, I wasn't getting anywhere until he got on the whiskeys. So you guys put that together how you will. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a big, big indicator on whether the deal is going to get done or not, I reckon, the whiskey. <laughs> Saturday night. It's interesting that you say that um, he's going after Matt Ryan for Ben Roethlisberger, given that he just traded Ben Roethlisberger in for Baker Mayfield. So Baker Mayfield, Ben Roethlisberger, back to Matt Ryan. You could do almost feels you, like a circle. You could do the same with the J.K. You Dobbins. Just, so you got J.K. Dobbins you out this offseason for Baker Mayfield, then on traded Baker, then got J.K. I mean, it's it's just a fantastic but, world to to cover. You could have a Tom Brown <laughs> style Twitter account just covering. <laughs> Come those trades. <laughs> um, I, I will just throw in. I forgot about this, but he first offered me Roethlisberger in in a deal, which didn't happen, and then he snapped up Mason Rudolph and thought, "Yep, that's the kicker that Hod needs." What about this one with Mason Rudolph? I was like, "Get your hand off it, Camo, you dirty oh, devil!" Jeepers! All right. So, enough. so just in so just in just in summary, though, Ben. So. The, the final trade here, it's just it's interesting trading way to Sean Watson. I think it's a pretty big talking point in the league. I think Hod, Hod probably described it really well in terms of the appreciation in that kind of asset. Um, it's just interesting the way he's... I, I, I see like a Dobbins play or, a, or playing for a guy like Dobbins to be in a similar kind of mind frame. Um, but then trading away Watson for me is kind of the opposite of that. Mm. Um, so I just... I think, Look, yeah. in, in, Camo, in Camo's defense, he did say to me he's... You know, he's a very, very nervous Melbourne supporter and he's literally just looking at things to do before Friday night. So <laughs> maybe he's just trying to keep his mind off it. I'm not sure. Well, one thing he has, uh, I've, I've had some news come to my desk and one thing he is doing is he is now producing the sister band of One Direction called No Direction. That's that's what the <laughs> oh, new hobby oh, is. Come on, mate. There it is, the rivals. Nah, back. I'm going to give him one little uh, pump up here before it just becomes the shit can Camo's trade segment. Um, uh, not at all. No, I think that if you make this trade as Camo, then maybe there is a bit of confidence in that Deshaun might not play another snap in his career. There's no certainty saying that that won't happen. And in, if that is the case, then this is a bit of a steal in Camo's eyes because he's getting rid of a bloke who won't score another point potentially, for a starting QB, for a first-round pick. So, you know, that's the risk, I think, that you take, isn't it? You're clearly shooting for the upside and maybe Camo's being a bit more of that D's supporter and being a little bit pessimistic that he'll get anything out of Deshaun. Yeah, it's just eliminating risk, isn't it? Um, as as Keeney knows on our podcast, I'm always shooting for upside. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're shooting for something anyway. 
Um, let's move on from the trades because they were very, very spicy. And thanks to Subway's spicy Cajun chicken for that, uh, for that uh, real banquet of trades oh. we had there. <laughs> wow. Um, just want to follow up from uh, touching on the tipping eliminator pool. Um, we've obviously mentioned that out to the league now, so everyone should be aware of kind of a little bit of the rules on how, how you go about that. As always, if you if you need some clarification, get in touch. But um, just a couple of things that I just wanted uh, to, to clarify with the league as well. Um, if there is a tie, as in the remaining contestants are knocked out in the same week, the winner will go to the the team that picked the lowest ranked uh, team on, according to Sleeper in in that week. It's probably pretty unlikely, but you never know. It could happen. The other one is if you fail to submit a eliminate a tip for the week you are out you're not getting any little consolation that's just stiff shit you just missed out on a, a free roll at 100 bucks so um they're probably the two main things so just make sure you have it in before the friday night game don't care when but as long as it's before the tampa bay uh dallas game you're all good yep and we'll uh we'll send plenty of reminders out during the week to remind obviously who's still in who's still alive and kicking and uh what we'll do as well in that little tipping form is it will update. So as you tip a team, if you stay successful, that team will be removed from your choices just to keep it easier to track if we do get a few weeks into this. That's being optimistic though. But, you know, why not? Free roll at 100 bucks, as you said. Um, but talking about money and cash and prizes, uh, I think it's time to get ahead with what you teased out at the end of last pod, Keeney, and that is our fantasy points profit tally. Yeah, thank you, Benjamin. Well, yeah, we, we did tease it out um, last week, but it's basically just a bit of a, a running tally of, of the league winnings that each uh, league member has earned thus far, obviously minus the, the entry each year. So, Obviously, I think the it, this will get more interesting, more fascinating as the years go on. So I think, kind of, when we're three, four years into this, it could be really interesting to see who's actually who's actually making a, a nice, sweet profit um, from playing in the EDL. But I'll just give you a few um, few bit of a summary of, of what's happened thus far. It'll be pretty obvious because we know kind of what happened last year. But Jake is on top with a with a tidy profit of two hundred and forty large from last year, which was nice two fifty for. For winning, obviously won a couple of um, weekly high score weeks, which netted him forty bucks, and obviously the fifty dollar entry. Um, Timos won a hundred bucks in weekly scores, which was very very nice. So paid obviously paid for his entry, so he's in the black. Um, and the other team in the black is Papa for coming second. No weekly winnings for Papa last year, so never topped the pops in a given week. But um, obviously second pays for your entry, so they're the three teams in the back in the in the black thus far. Um, couple of honourable mentions to uh, Scooter, Matty Mack, um, who, by the way, has our current league highest scoring record with 187. Now, I think that can get beaten this year. I think we could see a 200 this year. We'll see. But 187, he holds the record. So that's just uh, something to strive towards. Um, myself, Benny, Hod and Jim were the other guys that all cashed last year in some form. Um, and right now, thanks for the entry fee to Camo, Steph, and Steve. So appreciate Oof. that uh, donation. We'll see how you go as the years go on. But uh, just just something interesting to track, and we'll keep you updated as the years go on. 
That's yeah, that's interesting. I, I thought Manny was quite a fiscal man and he's just throwing cash around. <laughs> yeah. He's got he's well, got plenty of it though, doesn't he? So I've heard. Oh, hey, hey, oh, hey. Oh, Rumors. Jesus. All right. Well Rumors. let's move it on now to uh this week's round one preview. Oh, I said it with all due respect. That, no, look, that doesn't mean you get to say whatever you want to say to me. It sure, sure as heck does. No, no, it doesn't it's mean in the that. Geneva Convention. Look it up. And we thank everyone for getting their tips in. It has been a fascinating, just little wrinkle that we can add to our analysis of the week one matchups. Um, so we've got a combination of the poll results, of the projections from Sleeper, just some little takeaways, some head-to-head battles. So some interesting things. So kick it off, uh, Hod, with your first game. We have got Scooter up against Jim here. What a blockbuster this is. This is. Um, <laughs> Probably as much of a blockbuster as it is Winston versus Rogers. That looks like a landslide, doesn't it? Or how's Winston going to go here, Keeney? First game in the black and gold. Is it gold? It is yeah. black and gold. Yeah. How do you think the big fella will go? Yeah, it'd be uh, For me, it's more interesting to see kind of what the mindset is in terms of how aggressive he's going to be with, A, with our limited receiving core at the minute and, and just basically what he'd done last time he was the starter in Tampa Bay where he's pretty reckless with the ball. Um, so it is just probably more just kind of how we game plan um, and, and whether they unleash him or whether it's more, um, you know, ground and pound, get Taysom Hill in packages, dink and dunk a little bit like the Saints have done in, in previous years. Yeah, I, I think I think given how good your offensive line is, I think that's a key point. That offensive line Winston had two years ago where he was, was slinging it. it everywhere, it was terrible. He was under yeah. a lot of pressure, um, whereas I think I think they might be a bit conservative with him. Um, hmm. Hopefully he does have the chance to air it out because he's got a beautiful deep ball. But I think it will be a bit more conservative and win winning games. That's the Sean Payton style. So just before I do carry on with some more notes, um, we probably should just go through um, the poll results here. So not a lot of love for Jim. It's a 90, 91% landslide to scoot, according to the league. One vote Jim got. Any idea who that was in the Empire Modesty League? Yeah. Jim. It was Jim, surely. <laughs> that was a rhetorical question. We'll carry on. Um, and the Sleeper app. Um, can't think of anything funny at the moment, but we'll get a sponsor on board at some stage. Uh, we'll, uh, Sleeper brought to you by... Anal Judy. Anal Judy. Uh, anal Tech, that's who it was. Now, um, they've given Jim a bit more of a chance, but it's really not much more. It's uh, uh, 27%. So... Um, in saying that, Scoot blocks Jim a couple of times here with Devontae Adams and Zach Ertz, but Jim also has the double stack with Rogers, Tonyan, and then Hertz and Rager. There we go. We know how valuable a stack is. So we'll see if he can turn it on there. Um, concerns over Josh Jacobs' health at the moment, but um, Jim also has Kenyon Drake in reserve, or could he turn it over to Melvin Gordon, the ageless wonder? A last point here, a very one-sided tipping game and potentially a popular eliminator pick. Ooh, gone early here. Um, I haven't done mine yet, so thank you very much. Uh, Despite just 15 points in the projection. So this will be interesting, boys. Are we getting any um, picks here live on air? What What are we doing? Well, we've already done them, I suppose. Well, so. we've, yeah, we've done them. Well, I'm happy to reveal who we, we just, picked. If yeah, you, want. you just announced yeah, that Jim go. was the only person who picked himself. So yeah. I reckon it's pretty obvious we who we picked. Scoot, yeah, <laughs> that's probably true. Move on. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good point. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Ben. 
Now, Fuck. I, I happen to have uh, a bit of inside knowledge here that Keeney pretty much wrote some of these little summaries for each match. And that last little point of a very one-sided tipping, potentially an eliminator pick, pick that just screams of a Keeney little move there of getting everyone to put all their chips in on one game and he'll pivot <laughs> to something different and just hope that there could be a slight upset here. Screams of a Chris Keane move, if I've ever heard one. Am I right? Make sure you listen to the pod, everyone. <laughs> all right. Speaking of, let's move on to our next game, which is my two co-hosts here, Keeney versus Hod, the Humdingers and the Grouse. Um, probably first little takeaway, actually, we'll start with the percentage of the picks here. It was pretty one-sided to the Grouse here, 83.3% and 16.7% to Hod, which would equate to two people who have picked Hod there. Hod, were you one of them? Maybe. Yes. you got to reveal your chip anyway. The Empire Modesty League continues. Um, so, yeah, a bit of love there for Keeney, obviously, getting all the tips bar two. Uh, just some interesting takeaways. We've got DJ Moore versus Robbie Anderson. So the battle continues for week one. And I don't know if you guys have intentionally done this, but they both feature the two Carolina boys in the flex spot, just so they are sitting nicely head-to-head there. Have you done that intentionally, or is that just a coincidence? Well, I'll tell you, just a quick insight. Robbie Anderson gave me the shits all year last year. <laughs> so, fair dinkum, got to play in week one. <laughs> Revenge game, eh? Oh, fair nah, dinkum. Uh, great minds there, both in the flex spot. That's another um, spot on, Ben. Another little wide receiver battle here, which is interesting. We've got Michael Gallup versus Chris Godwin. Still, that was the case last week, and it still is the case, but they've flipped thanks to the old trade that you guys pulled off. But uh, just interesting there, Godwin is under a bit of an injury cloud. I think a quad missed or had limited training. So Keeney, I'm sure, will be uh, having a lot of fun monitoring that one. Um, Hod? So I'll just add to that. Um, you know, Keeney is a very diligent man, usually reads the fine print, but he must have uh, he must have missed the T's and C's on this one because I do have a Godwin voodoo doll and I just <laughs> stuck a little pin in the quad this morning yeah, just you. to get in, get in his head. I forgot about that. Bullshit. Oh, Godwin, he was, uh, he was doubtful pretty much all of last year, wasn't he? Yeah. He always had that doubtful He's, tag uh, or questionable or whatever it was. Anyway, that's going to be a fun one. I forgot how good questionable features on every single player every single week. <laughs> you just got to watch fantasy. it up until 3 a.m. <laughs> Um, moving on, we've got Wentz, who is on track now. It's looking to start week one, which is pretty amazing considering a few weeks ago what the news was looking like there uh, and a huge boost for the old dingers. Um, and funnily enough, <laughs> another former Grouse member. Uh, there's a lot of ties going on in this game. So, yeah, yeah hoping there'll be uh, plenty of eye emojis from Hot on the chat when Jonathan Taylor runs wild on his own shoe horses. That'll be an interesting one to watch. And uh, Horseshoes. <laughs> horseshoes. <Shoe> horses. <laughs> I didn't even realise I said that. <laughs> yeah, and we'll just apologise to the listeners here. It's pretty obvious uh, one person has wrote all of these notes and we're just yeah. reading them for the first time True. per game. Helps if you actually uh, yeah. read the words properly. Um it's only I can only do one thing right each week, so it's the soundboard this week. <laughs> I can't get so my well. words. Um, but just going back to, we spoke about the league's tips here for this game, but just how Sleeper has it. Sleeper has it pretty one-sided as well here. So a 25-point difference in the game, which is an 
to 19% in Keeney's favour. So, uh, you know, projections aren't everything, but they, they tell a bit of a picture and it's just looking like a pretty solid lineup there for the grouse. Mm, it'll be interesting for sure. Now, I'll move on to uh, the Sensible Haircuts versus the San Diego Demons here. This one's a interesting one in, in terms of the projection versus what actually came out from the league tipping. So Sleeper has it with the Sensible Haircuts, a 59% chance, even though it's, you know, it's a five-point projection, but it's in that 60% chance range for Steve. But really, the uh, the league have gone the opposite of that. The league have basically tipped Camo to be the 60% winner. So, look, it's going to be a pretty close contest, as we know. But um, the league at the moment favouring Camo in that one. I reckon teams are put off a little bit by Manny's running back room. Um, you know, he's starting Miles Sanders and Devontae Booker, who's an out-and-out handcuff to Saquon Barkley currently. Um, and in behind them, Samaji P. Ryan, Marlon Mack, Jarek McKinnon, Matt Breda, DJ Dallas. It doesn't fill you with a heap of confidence um, going forward, but we will see what happens. It'll be certainly interesting throughout the year. You are just trying to will this Saquon not starting week <laughs> one into existence, are you? No one in the world would take away Devontae Booker as a little takeaway there, but of course you just pepper that one in just to piss Papa well, off. No, but I have to because he's starting as he's running back two in his team. I didn't even know that. That's... That's... That's that's a fair call, isn't Gee whiz. it? Gee whiz. So maybe maybe Steve's with me on that little bandwagon that maybe Saquon's maybe he's just subtly trolling Pepper as well. I don't know. But I think obviously with with that man, he seems pretty strong outside of that. So um, I think people are probably looking at his running backs and going, no, I'd rather tip Camo, but we'll see. Um, I think recent trades um, over the last few days have certainly exposed Camo's depth. We've talked about his trade away, some nice pieces away, and brought in a, a couple of injured guys and. Stuff like that, but um, with that, he's he's assembling a nice array of draft capital. Which I think, if you have a look at his team and have a look at his draft picks, he's got quite a lot, um, and his team's still pretty competitive. So I think he's building something nice. Um, in terms of the matchup, couple of couple of nice QB matchups here. We have got the vet veteran matchup with Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan, as well as the the battle of the second year QBs here with with Camo's love child in Justin Herbert. Um, against Joe Burrow. So that one will always be interesting. And I do love this, boys, when a matchup comes down to that final Monday night football game. I really do enjoy this. Um, so for this one, we've got Steve with Mark Andrews and Camo with Hollywood Brown. So that's that's going to be the 1v1 going into that final game. So if it's tight, that's what we're going to be looking for. So certainly looking forward to this matchup. Very nice. It is going to be a close one. We didn't go through the tips that we gave in that last game. I don't know if we wanted to. I know we sort of alluded that Hod clearly tipped himself. Keeney, who did you tip against you two? I I also tipped myself. Just keeping the modesty going in this league. Uh, and I believe I went with Keeney in that matchup there. Um, but, yeah, just before we move on, what about the Camo versus Manny matchup? Who did everyone tip? Keeney? Yeah, I, I obviously found this one difficult. I went with Camo. Hod? I'll, I'll throw it to you. Who do you reckon I went? Oh, out of principle, did you go just Manny? <laughs> this was a purely emotional, emotional tip. Very nice. Well, there you, go. you love to focus on just the tip sometimes. Um, I also <laughs> went for Manny in this matchup, but this is probably the one that I found one of the hardest to pick. There were a yeah, couple so. of games that were pretty tough uh, and 
the results show that because it was one pick away from being a coin flip in our league choices. But we'll move on to one that wasn't a coin flip according to the league, and that is the DFF versus the Prestige Worldwide or the uh, the Battle of the Suck Me Off Bowl as I coined it last week. So that was 83%, 83 83.3% to Prestige, 16.7% to DFF. So that accounts for two votes for DFF. So other than... DFF voting for himself. Um, one other person in the league has given him mm. a bit of hope. That's that's like nice it. to hear, isn't it, Steph? That there's someone else out there that believes in that factory of yours. Um, but whilst um, whilst he doesn't have him in the match in the lineup at the moment, I think the Dak Prescott CD Lamb stack could be a pretty devastating one for this year um, as they kick things off in the opener. Although I think Matt's playing a bit of the projection game because he hasn't got CD in there. I wonder if he's maybe just throwing people off, getting people to sleep mm. on him a little bit. You know, but That's a classic Thayer's trick. It's not doing an awful lot because he's still projected to win by 20 <laughs> points even with CD out of the lineup. So, sorry, Steph. Could get worse for you, that 80% to 20% projection at the moment. Mm. Um but yeah, good signs for the DFF with DeAndre Swift being cleared and ready to go for week one. So he's just got to hope that maybe one of these running backs don't get signed um, in the meantime, but it's pretty close to this season opener. I don't think that should affect. But the, uh, the, the QB combination on both of these teams, the juggernauts of the EDL, these combinations, we've got <laughs> Josh Allen and Dak Prescott sitting on one team. What a combo that is versus Darnold and Garoppolo. Wow. It is just going to be one for the ages, this QB battle. But unfortunately, I reckon that this QB battle could be all she wrote. And that, might, in my opinion, is actually going to determine this entire matchup. I actually think the rest is pointless. I think the QBs uh, are pretty much going to write this all. But interestingly, let's just have a look at Matt's team. He's starting T. Higgins. He's getting a start over Jamar Chase, his number one draft pick there. And... Um, also, interestingly, just as a final note, looking at the DFF, the generational trio of Cole Komet, Brian Edwards, and Darnell Mooney can't even crack his starting lineup. What have they got to do, DFF? You're projected to <laughs> score fuck all, and you still don't put your boys in. Come on, mate. Switch on. <laughs> the boys. The, the boys. boys. <laughs> the boys. That's how they refer to themselves in the factory. But just when you, just when you thought it couldn't get any worse for the DFF, Thais is toying with his starting lineup and it's going to get a bit more serious for him. Really quick. Adding a few points for CD. Go for it. There was one other person that tipped the DFF. Was it one of you? Hod, who did you pick for this one? Not a chance. Okay. It certainly wasn't, Keeney. It was, it wasn't me. And it definitely, <laughs> definitely wasn't me. me. So, okay, so there one, you go, DFF. Someone's out there. Someone's out there, mate. They're believing in you somewhere. At least one Someone. person. Yes. All Very right. questionable next, character. Next um, all right, boys. This is a big one. I can't uh, state this enough. This is a big matchup. We've got the legal team up against the Punishers. It's the grand final rematch between two of the fiercest rivals in world sport. Now, <laughs> well, <laughs> the poll, the polls. We love a poll. Yeah. Now, Papa's Punishers are 50%. What? So what do you think that leaves Jake as, boys? Carry, Stats man? Carry the two. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, fifty close to the same, right? Yeah, almost forty nine. Roughly forty nine percent. It came in at. <laughs> it must have been Timos's trade calculator that did these polls. But we are. Uh, we'll have uh, anal 100, tech. One hundred and fifty six points. That's a big projection for Papa. 
Um, very mm. big as well for a bloke that's sitting 10th on the power rankings. That's a pretty handy team, I would have thought. Um, but that translates to a 16-point differential and Sleeper has it as 73%. Has it as a landslide, but I reckon the legal team might have something to say about this. Um, but as I said, this is a matchup that the league will be glued to. Very stiff, actually, not to be um, matchup of the week, uh, just if we go a bit further down to the next game. But the stakes are high, and there is a lot riding on this for both parties. The talking stops and the action begins. I'm not sure that will ever happen with these two, but we'll carry on. Sleeper predicts a pretty comfortable victory to Papa, but the league completely disagrees and is on the defending champ. As we know, historically in the NFL, the defending champ normally performs strongly in week one. Unlucky for Dallas. I wonder if there will be any form of a flag raising by the champ prior to kickoff. Just That's just mind games written all over it. Papa will be hoping for an injury uh, designation for Saquon sooner rather than later, be, um, being the 6.30 game. Um, it could leave him with a little flexibility if he relies on the start and has to play the waiting game. We'll move on to Brady and Antonio Brown versus Zeke on Friday. Um, I'm looking forward to week one. It's already here. And uh, Jake will be relying on Derek Carr to do the job for him on Tuesday to round out the matchup. You love the last game of the week, Kenny, I love don't it. you? You love, love it. it. Um, even when it's Derek Carr. You can't yeah. you can't tell that you're reading Keeney's notes either. <laughs> no. Nah. Seamless. I'm uh, I'm 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 working the pitch. Do you like that? Um <laughs> nah, if he's really. if he's within uh, twenty going into that game, we're going to have a cracking finish. Now this isn't Keeney's notes, this is mine to finish it. This is a huge game for bragging rights between these two fierce rivals. The legal team locked the punishers away for the offseason. They have been released on parole for week one of the 2021 season. But if Jake can get the win, Papa could be back in the slammer for the foreseeable future. Now, I talked to Papa the other day. Did you like that material? See, Kenny? Uh, I bet you the listeners can tell that that was me and the rest was you, your monotone notes. One was very Um, maths-based, the notes, and that was very literacy-based. You're a real wordsmith there, Hod. (laughs) Oh, uh, now I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry for, I spoke to Papa. Uh, sorry for putting in the time. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Papa is, I'll, I'll drop this live on air. He has himself going 5-0 and on this year. So, not to look ahead, but he does fancy himself to be in a very solid position come a third rent away through the season. So, um, yeah, this is a huge game. Huge game for the league and for these two gentlemen. What do you think, boys? Who'd you go? Before, sorry, before we go um, on to the next game and before we reveal our tips, me and Ben were talking off air about something that I think is really fascinating and, and needs to be pointed out. Sleeper gives the projection of this game to be akin to the projection of the Scoot Gym game. So basically, mm-hmm. they're, they're saying that um, the likelihood that Scoot beats Jim is the same likelihood that Papa beats Jake. Our league votes are miles off that, which I think I think's interesting. There's a little bit of emotion involved in a lot of these votings. More than a little, I reckon. More than a little. <laughs> but, you know, and you even mentioned it earlier, Hod, you looked at uh, Papa's projection and thought that's pretty high for a team that got voted pretty low in the power rankings. I think people forget that there are some pretty serious scorers on his team. And, uh, Ooh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking at the next few weeks here at Papa's matchups and I actually think that 
he's he's got merit. If he gets this one over the line, he could be on an absolute roll. He's got a cakewalk in DFF week two, and then it uh, some nice matchups from there on. So could be a good start from him. Although he's got Scoot in week four, so maybe that's just a little bit of a uh, a backhand there that he just wanted to get out to his fellow Dallas fan. All right, uh, did we get our tips in? Did we say we did? No, but I'm I'm before we do, I'm really concerned, Hod. The love Ben has for Papa this year, I've noticed, it is sickening, Dis- disgusting. What, what, what has happened? That was one of the biggest rivals in the ADL, and they're like little bum buddies at the minute. I don't. What, well, what is going on? They're blinded by the blue. That's what it is. It's the giant men. All I can Tiny say. Tiny genius minds, you reckon? All I can say is uh, game respect game. That's all, boys. <laughs> Jeepers. Where did you uh, put? your fellow gamer in the power rankings, Ben, just out of interest? I put him fifth, actually. So there you go. I was probably yeah. the most bullish on him other than himself. Um, so yeah, well. is, we, uh, we, is, we all have an agenda. Concerning. I also tipped this is concerning. Papa to win this matchup. Mm. Uh, I tip Jake. Can't wait for it. It's probably my favorite matchup. Yeah, it's a good one. I, uh, I can't remember, and I did it an hour ago. You tell me. <laughs> you. Yeah, you tip Papa. Yep. Oh, okay. There you go. Carry on. Matchup of the week. Matchup of the week. All right. Keeney is pointing to his ear, which probably tells me that he can't hear anything. I did fade that sound out. Uh, so kick it off, Keeney, for the matchup of the week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> great work, guys. Um, <laughs> beautiful. Well, this is this is uh, a huge matchup. Number one and two on the power ranking, as we know. And my forecast is whoever whoever gets the job done in this one, there will be just uh, a real love fest from the league just to put put the winner at number one. And who knows where they're going to put the loser? The loser could drop out of the top third, and who knows? But um, Let's have a look at the polls here. So interestingly enough, um, the sleeper projection brought to you by Anal Tech. We do thank them once again for their sponsorship <laughs> of this segment. Um, but the sleeper projection had it really even. So it had Ben 51% and Timos at 49%. So basically can't split them, line ball. Um, but the league's leaning, and it's only slight, but the league's leaning towards Timos in this one, 58% for Tim. 42% for Ben. So um, I think we can all agree it's it's a it's a ripping matchup and it's um it's pretty hard to tip. But um, at this stage it looks like the league's slightly leaning towards uh, Timos. We we kick it off again. The Thursday night game, Friday here in Australia. Um, it'll be Amari Cooper v Mike Evans. So a nice little wide receiver battle in the first little stanza of the NFL season. So looking forward to that one. But really Ben, you've just got to – I don't – my warning to you is don't wake up and watch the Tennessee-Arizona game because it could be bad mm. for your health. You you just need to get through that game and and try and be close enough after it. Tim else has got Kyler Murray, Ryan Tannehill, and Julio Jones. Um, it could be – you know, if it's a high-scoring game, it could be pretty interesting. And you obviously have Derrick Henry. So a lot for me hinges on that game in particular. So – um, maybe don't watch that one because it could be bad for the health um, <laughs> early in the morning of, of week one. Um, 
I did find it interesting, Ben, that the uh, the newly acquired Odell Beckham found his way straight onto the roster of the Park City Lions and just at the expense of uh, Ayuk there. So thoughts on that one? Yeah, I'm, I'm a Giants fan. So locked in? Still got a bit of love for Odell there. Still got his jersey in the big blue. Uh, no, it's more the injury cloud for Ayuk at the moment. I'll obviously monitor that. I think the last thing I read is that if he does play, there's a chance he might just be on punt returns, I think it was. So I would hate to uh, start a bloke who gets the green light and then only does punt returns. That would uh, be pretty frustrating. Now, I, don't, I know I work in medical, and but I don't have a license. But last time I checked, you still run with a hamstring on punt returns. So why would he only be doing that and not be on the field? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe it's a way to just ease him back in. I don't know. But yeah, but I, I definitely think I'm I'm not de- a medical expert, and I've done plenty of hamstrings in my time, and uh, yeah, I don't see a difference between punt returns and running in straight lines. Well, I am a host of another podcast, and easing in is a common topic. <laughs> but what I what I will go back to is Odell just sliding straight into the starting. That's character building sort of stuff from you, Ben, on the tip mm. of the season. Well, how does that set the tone for the rest of the players? I'll. Thielen slid straight in as well. He's not getting looked at. Um, yeah, look, it just it was oh, yeah. it was great morale boost for the locker room. Although we did have to cut a seasoned veteran in Rex Burkhead who put up a a handy thirty one uh, points against Timos last year, which he's still sick about to this day. <laughs> well, I'm looking. I'm just looking at your bench, and there's a couple of wise old cats here in Humphreys, uh, Jimmy Graham. Mark Ingram, they're, they're wise old men. They would have taken it pretty well and understood. Mate, for guys. it is uh, – look, you just got to know your role at Park City. Um, you know, anyone who speaks up, you know, Rex Rex got a little bit disappointed that he wasn't getting a look and I said, get the fuck out of here, mate. I don't, I don't need that. I don't need that negativity in my locker room. Get out. Well, just to, just to close this one off um, – Obviously, match of the week for for a pretty good reason. Um, projected scores both of 167, 68. Um, so mon- monster scores projected out of both these two teams. You look down the line, there's just studs everywhere: Mahomes, Henry, Chubb, Judy, Beckham, uh, George Kittle, Thiel, and Hawkinson, Lamar Jackson, McCaffrey, Kamara, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, DK Metcalf, Claypool. There's just studs everywhere. So. Um, there's no surprise, really, that it's um, a hugely uh, forecasted to be very high-scoring uh, matchup between these two, and there's no surprise also as to why they are the number one and number two ranked teams in the ADL right now. I don't, I don't think we've seen a projection that high since week one of the Dingers last year. That's that's <laughs> impressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Rub it up, Benny. All right. Well, rub, uh, rub, rub it up. Rub it up. Uh, what are our tips? Just finally, Hod. Uh, <laughs> this has been you, a hard episode, but I do not remember. Can't remember I think who I went. Did. I think I went you. Yes. Did I? Yeah. yeah. After I the did. yeah the, the the two the acquisitions, I think um, solidified it for me. Keeney Empire Modesty League. Ben, you would have gone yourself. Yeah. Um, found it difficult, but went with Timos. Very nice and. To round out your joke there, the Empire Modesty League continues every single person picking themselves this week, and we love that backing yourself in at all costs. Yeah, I suppose. And there you go. Just uh, wrapping this one up on a Wednesday night, getting excited for some Friday football, as it will be in Australia. Um, Very excited about the season ahead, guys. Uh, 
you know, one year in the book, everyone's kind of either trying to build upon what they did last year or in Hod's case, trying to pivot, you know, uh, seeing different opportunities in their team. So very excited. What are your final thoughts, Kenny? Pivot? Uh, no, very excited, mate. A couple of days away. I just will say to the league, make sure you've got your taxi squad set. Um, if there's any issues, let me know and I'll, I'll, I'll fill you in as to who can go on there. Um, but once once that first game is off, they are set for the year. Um, same notice for the eliminator pool tip. Get it in. If you don't, you miss out. So can't wait. Looking forward to it. Should be a ripper in week one. Hod. Absolutely. Couldn't uh, say it any better myself. We've waited a long time for week one. Um, all off season, some say. But uh, <laughs> it's some good some good matchups. Really looking forward to a few and some others not so much. But uh, I wish every league member the very best for week one except the main man Camo and the man <laughs> sitting in front of me on the screen Christopher Keane and thank you to Anal Tech what an episode this was <laughs> I'm going to go put some products to the test podcast over and out <laughs>